there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber, and welcome to December. It is honestly so hard to believe that the year is coming to a close and the first season of the Motherhood Merged podcast is almost complete. If this is your first time tuning in or you've turned tuned in to many episodes, welcome and thank you so much for listening. I wanted to do something a little bit different and give you a little bit of a behind the scenes look at something that happens in our house around the holidays. Now, it's probably not what you think. And when I share this story with you, you're probably going to think one of two things. And that will be one, I'm crazy. And two, that I'm lying. And I can tell you that everything I'm going to say is 100% truth, as strange as it might seem. You see, I first started blogging way back when I was pregnant with my very first daughter. I wanted a way to track the pregnancy journey. I've always loved writing, so I use one of the basic free blogger sites. I'm sure you can still find our website if I look hard enough today. And I documented our pregnancy journey and then into my daughter's first year, maybe even two years, gosh, I don't even know, first couple years of her life so that our friends and family who weren't living close by could kind of keep up with our milestones and what was happening with our family. And I clearly remember writing a post about the holidays and our first real Santa experience with my daughter. Uh, needless to say, the first experience did not go well. I don't know any child whose first experience is great, but ours did not go well. And I should have seen it then, but we didn't know what we didn't know. Because now, at 12 years old, we definitely have the anti-Christmas child. Our daughter Allison really, really dislikes all things Christmas. I know, it sounds crazy, ridiculous, first world problem, call it what you want to, but it is also our truth, and it makes the holiday time really challenging for us. So when I think back at all of those milestones I put into those first couple years of our family blog, for a lot of people, if you ask them what stands out, it might be sleep issues or feeding issues or various medical challenges. I can honestly say that one of the biggest challenges with our firstborn has been how to handle this holiday season year after year. It sounds harsh to say it, but I kind of just have to say it like it is. My child hates Christmas. I think at this point I've heard it all. You are probably thinking that how magical and full of family memories the holidays should be, and maybe that I haven't shared the true meaning of the season with her yet. And you can think and say all those things, but you're definitely wrong. 
But there is something more to this. And there is a true trauma around the holiday season for her. You see, when my daughter was just three years old, her daycare was doing all the festive things and showing movies in different classrooms. And one of those movies was the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch. We didn't know anything ahead of time, so when I went to pick her up that day after work, her teacher let me know that they had watched part of the movie and my daughter did not react well to it at all. My usually easygoing child became hysterical as soon as the green guy came on the screen. Her teacher, someone I still keep in contact with all these years later, meant no harm, but hysterical was putting her reaction mildly. She became absolutely fearful of anything Christmas-related. For the next couple of weeks, her teachers tried so hard to get her to understand what she was watching, that it was just a movie. They showed her YouTube clips of Jim Carrey getting dressed and the hair and the makeup. They tried to show her the cartoon version, read the books, all of those things, and it honestly only made it worse. She slept on the floor of our bedroom for months on end because she was so scared of, quote, the green Christmas man. We've never had any sleeping issues, eating issues, anything until right then. We honestly thought for sure that once the season had passed, the fear would go away. And it sort of did until the fall months arrived the next year and the holiday chatter started up around her. And her exact words when she saw the lights in the neighborhood were, oh no, it's Christmas again. And little by little, the fun family traditions we were sharing with extended family members or trying to start for her were replaced with this fear that she would never sleep during the months of November and December. And it wasn't even just the Grinch at this point. Any talk of Santa was a no-go at all. After those first couple of years trying to visit Santa and get the cute photo, we had already given up on that at this point, but it just continued to get worse. And we had to remind our friends and families not to even mention Santa or the Grinch around her. She would be absolutely hysterical. Each year when we fill out our school paperwork about fears or issues, we actually list the Grinch in Christmas. And I check in at school movie nights to be sure the Grinch or a surprise Santa visit won't be involved because she would much rather skip those holiday activities because it would just be so anxiety inducing for her, which in turn makes it really difficult for us as parents. There's been this part of me and my husband as well that as she gets older, you want to tell her to, man, just suck it up. But at the other hand, you you have to be sensitive. You need to let them express their feelings and feel what they feel and legitimize their concerns. We keep thinking that maybe she's going to grow out of it or something is going to change, especially since her little sister loves Christmas. Like everything about it. She wants all the lights, all the trees, all the Santa photos. She wants all of it, which makes it even more challenging. She's gotten much better at expressing her feelings and her thoughts and her reasoning and her logic. So we wanted to really get to the bottom of her feelings and her moods around the holidays. She's been invited to tons of parties and ornament exchanges and holiday performances, and she's just not that into it, honestly. And it's not that she is hateful of the holiday anymore. She just tolerates it. Again, 
seems like an odd thing. And it seems like it's an odd thing to struggle with as a parent. But it just is. It's it's just this strange dynamic in our family. And it hasn't changed all that much over time. So as I'm sharing this story about my daughter, you might be wondering why we just haven't let her in on the quote-unquote big secret. And there's a couple big reasons for that. And I think the most important one is her sister. Her sister just really loves everything about the holiday. And we aren't convinced that she would keep it to herself. And we don't want to ruin that for both of them. And the other reason is I don't want our kid to be the one who spoils it for others. It's a pretty special thing. And just because our child is struggling with it, we don't want her to be the one to share that news with other people's kids who might not be ready for that yet. My husband is definitely convinced that our lives would be so much easier if we could sit down with her and explain these traditions and how they started and why they exist and that she's old enough to make up her own mind. But it just hasn't happened yet and we can't bring ourselves to do it just yet. Or we haven't figured out the right way to do it that doesn't ruin it for everybody else, if that makes sense. Another question my husband brought up when we were talking about this last week is that one of the things that unique that's unique about our holiday celebrations is we actually don't do it in our own house. Because of our schedule and where our families live, we always have spent Christmas away from our home. We actually kind of do a little mix of travel. So we go to their grandparents in Indiana for a part of the time, and then we go visit my family in Wisconsin and do a big Christmas Eve with my dad, who is actually Jewish, so it's a bit of a mix of Hanukkah and Christmas for us, and then all-day festivities with my mom and large extended family on Christmas Day. And it has been that way since I was little. It is my Christmas tradition, very special to me, and now it has become very special to my girls as well. My husband wanted to know if there was any merit to that thought that our older daughter in particular doesn't have the affinity for the holiday because she hasn't spent it at home. And she actually said no, that it's the complete opposite. The holiday to her is the actual day. It is the Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, spending it with family, and that's what she associates with the holiday, and that is the only part of the day that she enjoys. So it was an interesting conversation last week with some more interesting observations on how this fear and dislike has evolved over time. So while I'm sharing this story in a lighthearted way, it is our reality. We're overly cautious, we have tried to troubleshoot, and ultimately choose to protect her because that's what parents do. And there are definitely other parents I know dealing with holiday triggers in much more serious ways. You might wonder who could dislike the holidays, but I'm positive there are others near you and you may not even know it. Not every kid loves the magic or shares the same traditions. For some, holidays are just too bright and too loud, or filled with too much travel, or involve taking a picture with a total stranger who's then going to come into your house at night while you're asleep. My daughter was not a big fan of that at three, and she is still not a big fan of that at 12. And when you think about it, who can blame them? There are so many wonderful things to do during the holidays, From movies to shows to parades, my personal favorite, and extravagant outdoor displays. 
And I just want you to take it from a parent who knows that not all of these things are viewed with the same positive feelings by all ages. In our experience, teachers, neighbors, friends, and extended family members really mean well when they ask if my daughter is excited for Christmas. But they don't expect her to say no and to be so serious about it. But it's been true for the last nine years. So we can talk about giving gifts, and we can decorate a tree and make the house look pretty in winter-themed decor. You will not find a Santa in our house. We can watch Christmas Vacation or Elf on repeat, but there's just a few things that are still off-limits. She still will ask a million times before bed on Christmas Eve to confirm that Grandpa will meet Santa outside to get gifts, and there will be no mention of a green man. I think what we've learned is that, up to this point, we don't have to try and change our child's mind about the holidays. We don't want to dismiss their triggers, and for some reason, well, we know some of the reasons, but this is a big one. We want to be respectful of this reality for us and definitely some other parents I know. Some moms I know joke about surviving their in-laws during the holidays, and my husband and I just try to get through each holiday season without an accidental Grinch mention or a Santa sighting at school. She's a bright kid, she's fun-loving, she loves her family and her friends, and she'll do just about anything for everyone. But she has boundaries, and this is one of them that we're learning to support and protect at the same time. With that, I want to wrap this episode by sharing just a little bit more about what's coming next. I'm going to do one more episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast this season, and that's going to be kind of an overall recap of all the great things that happened this season. This first season of Motherhood Merge has been far more than I could ever have expected. All of the fantastic women who appeared on the show as guests, to all the great listener comments and reviews and feedback and downloads, it has just blown me away. So I want to do one more quick recap episode to end season one, and then I'll be back with season two at the start of 2022. I can't wait to introduce you to more great guests, more great stories, more great tips and strategies on how to grow your personal brand and your small business. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.